It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 13th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about uh, one of the more intriguing prospects in the NBA draft, but one that that is going to kind of test some of the limits of what we think the Magic want in the NBA draft. He was in for a workout yesterday. We're going to talk about Talon Horton Tucker of Iowa State, a player uh, who fits the bill for the Magic, but but may not quite fit the bill as far as everything else. Um, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podca- podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can find here on Locked On Magic. Tonight, of course, is Game 6 of the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors taking on the Toronto Raptors. We'll talk about that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, check out Locked On Warriors and Locked On Raptors for complete coverage. I watch the games. I, I feel like I, I, I'm an educated watcher of these games. But Locked On Warriors and Locked On Raptors know these teams inside and out. If you're looking for the best NBA Finals coverage that you can find, Locked On Warriors and Locked On Raptors is your place to go. If you're curious about the upcoming free agency period, Locked On Celtics, Locked On Nets, I'm sure they're all talking about the news that came down yesterday. And of course, Anthony Davis trades going on with Locked On Lakers, Locked On Pelicans, and yeah, probably Locked On Celtics too. You can find all these podcasts on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. 
You can also find NFL, MLB, and college teams too. And don't forget, you can find all these podcasts as well on the Himalaya app. The Himalaya app is a new app that delivers podcasts directly to you. They have uh, people that they have uh, algorithms and people that personally curate podcasts to your interest. They have podcasts across the whole spectrum of topics, from news and politics to movies and culture to sports, just like the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find it all on Himalaya. Download it today. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Workouts at the Amway Center continued on Wednesday as another crop of players were in town of note to at least Orlando residents was Aubrey Dawkins of UCF. I got who I actually think should be a second round pick. I really like his game. I think that he, uh, I think honestly, when you're, I think when you're looking at the second and late first round picks, I think you're looking less for guys who could ultimately become stars. Um, you're not looking to maybe take that big swing unless someone falls that you really think can get there. Um, I think you're more looking to find guys that can fit roles. And especially in that second round, you're not looking to get a star player. You're not looking for a ball-dominant guy who's going to drop 20. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy that can come in, fit a role, kind of help space the floor a little bit, play some defense. And and to me, that's Aubrey Dawkins. Um, I thought at UCF, honestly, he had to do a lot at UCF. But the way UCF set up their offense, I felt like he never had to do too much. And so he was always able to... Space to floor. He was a great, uh, solid three-point shooter last year, at least. Um, he was always able to uh, play defense at a, at a pretty high level. I don't think he's like a, a killer defender. I don't think he's someone that you take a first-round flyer on because of his defense. But I think he's a guy that you could put in a lineup. He can be your fifth guy. He can space the floor. He'll make an open shot when he gets one. And he'll defend at a decently high level, um, You know, at least at, at an acceptable level, especially coming off the bench. Uh, I'm surprised he is not getting more second-round love. Um, you know, certainly Taco Fall is, and, and I did a whole podcast on him. Um, but I, I think Aubrey Dawkins is definitely someone that should be getting some second round looks. Um, you know, not maybe at the later end, honestly, in, in the 40s. I think he's someone who'd be willing to play in the G League for a year um, if that was what was asked of him. And, and I think that he's he's more athletic than people give him credit for. He's not a top end athlete by any means, but uh, you know, he, he's a guy that has a ceiling. He's a little bit older. He's you know 23 years old, I believe. Um, he's a little bit older. But uh, I think that he can come in and play immediately, number one, and be provide a role. And so I think whoever ends up with him is going to end up with a pretty solid player at the end of the day. Um, judging by the number of teams Dawkins rattled off that he's working out for, and his workouts continued on Thursday uh, as, as he joined Taco Fall, actually, in Charlotte. Um, but I, I think that... Uh, I, I think that, that that there are a lot of teams that are interested in Dawkins and would not surprise me to hear his name called on draft line. He's done, I, it seems like at least his agent has done a very good job getting him in front of a lot of teams during this draft process. So uh, I, I think the Magic did a good job bringing him in and, and doing their homework on him uh, and getting to know him a little bit. And, and of course, in addition to that, Orlando also brought in one of my favorite guys, uh, Derek Pardon of Northwestern. Um, Derek Pardon, of course, hit the biggest shot in Northwestern history against Michigan way back in the day, uh, a few years ago when Northwestern made the NCAA tournament. 
He is forever a hero in my book. Uh, and, and, and of course, hit two big free throws, actually, in the NCAA tournament win over Vanderbilt. Uh, probably one of the more fun times I've ever had at a basketball game. Also, one of the more stressful times I've ever had at a basketball game. But uh, Pardon, 6'8 center, he's, he's not going to get drafted. I, I, liked, I like him a lot. He's a gritty, gritty player, but uh, unfortunately, just uh, probably not, uh, not a guy who has an NBA future. But the guy that I think we really cared about at this draft workout yesterday, um, that, that really does have a chance, is probably going to go in the first round. And, and, and it's, you know, really a unique kind of package, I feel like, is Talon Horton Tucker of Iowa State. Um, this is a guy who's six foot four. So, you know, you're talking about a, a guard, essentially, um, who struggled to shoot, who, you know, doesn't have top-end athleticism necessarily, who's still extremely young. He's one of the youngest players in this NBA draft, actually. But he is going to get first-round looks simply because of one fact. He has a seven-foot wingspan. A six-foot-four height, seven-foot wingspan. In fact, he had the longest wingspan of any guard at the NBA Draft Combine. He had the third longest wingspan of any wing player at the NBA Draft Combine. And his wingspan matched Casey Opala, who's a whole five, four, five inches taller than him. Everyone is kind of in on this joke at this point. And it's, 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 it's a joke. Everyone is in on this joke. The Orlando Magic-like length. You look at their draft history, Jonathan Isaac has arms that go for days. Mobamba, before Taco Fall arrived, had the largest wingspan ever recorded at the NBA Draft Combine at 7'10". Their draft picks in the second round, Melvin Frazier had the longest wingspan of any guard at the NBA Draft Combine. Justin Jackson, who was a second-round pick who played a little bit in Lakeland before he was cut. The Magic still retained his rights, remember. Justin Jackson had the longest wingspan of any forward, or the second or third longest wingspan of any for, uh, small forward at the NBA Draft Combine last year. The joke when the Combine list came out today was we're all looking at wingspan because that's going to tell you who the Magic might pick. Players are in on this joke too. When Tyler Hero was in town earlier in the week, he was asked you know, what he had to prove at these workouts, what he had to prove to everyone else. And he was very upfront about it. And I was actually impressed that he was upfront about this. He said, I have to work harder on defense because I don't have length. I don't have a long wingspan. And in fact, at the NBA Draft Combine, Tyler Hero measured with the fourth shortest wingspan at the, at the Combine. And so, despite the fact that he is an extremely gifted shooter... There's a lot of people who believe the Magic will pass on him because of that wingspan issue. It's unfair. At this point, and again, this is the joke. At this point, wingspan is enough to paper over your shortcomings. To downplay what you're good at if you don't have it. And launch you into the first round, even if there are clearly some weaknesses in your game. The Magic strategy on this front 
has been pretty clear. The Magic, the way they've drafted over the last two years, have pretty much said, we believe we can take a person's physical attributes, again, as long as they can play, but take someone who has something that is you know, measurable, but something that cannot be changed. Tyler Hero cannot do anything to extend his wingspan. He just can't. These are immutable things about a person, about a player, and the tools they bring to the table. And the Magic have essentially said, we believe we can train that player, that person, to be a better shooter, to, to do better things, to do different things on the court. And that that length will be valuable in itself. I do think back to Summer League a lot, that Summer League last year, when they had Isaac and Bamba and Awundu and Frazier out on the floor, more or less together. And I look back at, at some of those games and think defensively how difficult they were. How they forced passes out wider because you had to get around their length. So there is something to it, just on a raw basis. If teams have longer arms, if they are able to switch and be versatile and guard guys on the perimeter, then they are able to close down passing links. They force the offense to opt to, to it makes it harder for the offense to operate. Look no further than the Magic series against the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are a big team. Kyle Lowry is a tough guard, even if he doesn't have wingspan. But you, but the, what the Raptors did a lot was they would overload the side of the floor that the ball was on. They'd overload the strong side, and with Siakam and Leonard and Green and Ibaka or Gasol, they would make it tough for a guy like Nikola Vucevic to pass out of those double teams and make clean passes. It becomes about making plays at a certain point. And the Magic really struggled to make plays. And a lot of that was because they couldn't operate around the Raptors' length. That's ultimately what the Magic want to be defensively. You know, with guys like Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, to some extent Wesley Awundu. They want a mess of arms meeting whoever's trying to pass out of a double team, to pass out of a trap, so that they can make that pass more difficult and recover. They want guys who are versatile and can switch. If you have a longer wingspan, you can play bigger than you are. And so this strategy makes sense. But does it make sense with Talon Horton Tucker? And I think Talon Horton Tucker and his profile will test the limits of this strategy. Because there are a lot of reasons to be concerned and a reason why I don't think he's a guy you pick at 16 for sure. But I think there are definitely some warning signs with him. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
First, though, let's let's hear from Talon Horton Tucker himself. Uh, the, the basic stat profile is pretty necessary to, to go through as well. Uh, Talon Horton Tucker had a solid freshman year, but not one I think you completely write home about. Averaged 11.8 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists per game. Solid numbers. He's a freshman, so you know you give you give him some of that. Shot 30.8% from the floor, just 40.6% from the field. This is about as raw as a player can be. Obviously, he didn't have the huge offensive numbers. He didn't see these big scoring numbers. He wasn't the primary driver of that offense. He wasn't a great shooter off the ball either. And so offensively, he became a sort of line drive guy trying to get to the basket and, and use, use his strength and, and his weight, honestly, because he's a, he's a big, stocky dude. And he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of built, built a little, little bigger. But it was all very rudimentary. And the defensive piece, too, was a bit rough around the edges. As Horton Tucker describes it, he has a lot to prove in this draft process. As he gets in front of these teams, uh, I feel like you know just my length. You know, I feel like I could have been a better defender. You know, I still is a, a place where I can grow at. Uh, but you know, I feel like my length and you know my defensive in- instincts and you know my basketball IQ helps me with that. And defense is where you would think Horton Tucker is established, is able to do a lot of things, and, and he is a good defender. Or he has the potential to still be a good defender. He is big. He, he can he can hold his own. Uh, defending any player. And in fact, Iowa State used him a lot to defend post players. They didn't mind switching him because he has the, the strength and the weight to battle down low, not to mention that wingspan that allows him to defend bigger players. So he, he has that potential. But there is a lot to be concerned about with Taylor Horton Tucker. He isn't a particularly good athlete. You, you watch him on breakaways and dunks, and he doesn't really get up that high. Again, again, wingspan without athleticism doesn't always work out. Offensively, his game is extremely rudimentary. Without a reliable jump shot, he relied a lot on using his physicality to get to the basket. And he's very gifted at finishing around the rim. But getting there is going to be a problem at the NBA level, especially without the threat of a jumper. And defensively, he was good, but not great. He's a young player who has a lot of growing to do and a lot of focus that he'll need on that end. Really, what I think the issue is when you when you sit down and look at Taylor Horton Tucker, and again, I don't think he's a I think the Magic are doing their homework on him. You know, I, I think that he is someone that, that could go as high as 16, but not someone I would take at 16. I'd take him in the 20s. He is essentially in the first round of the draft solely because of his physical attributes solely because he has something that's immeasurable and immutable because the potential of what he can do with all of that is enough for him to get a look and a hard look and guess what that's how it should be you should get a look for that because he can be that good But here's where the limit comes in. The limit here is to ask how much 
does length alone get you in the NBA? It's a young player. It's a developing player. How much is that a value in and of itself without the skills to match? Jonathan Isaac was a solid shooter in college. He had big games. He could work a little bit off the dribble. It wasn't like he was some extremely raw prospect. I mean, he was raw. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but he had a, a shape and contour to his game. Aaron Gordon was a supreme athlete coming out of college. Everyone could see that, and, and, and there were skills around him, especially his post-game early on in, in college, which hasn't translated to the NBA, ironically, that said, okay, he can be a pretty good player. Wesley Awandu had spent three years in college. Melvin Frazier spent three years in college. You could see their progression and their growth. With Taylor Norton Tucker, you don't have all of that. I mean, certainly you expect young players to get better. But you don't have all of that in him. Instead, what you have is a guy, a player, who... doesn't have all the pieces of what he could be together quite yet. You have a player who's just raw, natural growth, I I guess. Physical attributes. That's all he seems to be. And despite the Magic's obsession with length and, and the league's general obsession with length, that doesn't appear to be enough. And especially with where the Magic are picking, with the 16th pick, in a free agency where they may not have a lot of money to spend, where they may not have many options to improve the team, it doesn't feel like this is the play for the Magic. I know I'm on record here saying the Magic do need to hit this draft pick. I think the Magic need to get a player who can contribute something to the team. Obviously, rookies go up and down, and and they're not perfect, but... I believe the Magic needs someone who is going to add something to the team immediately this year. And I think that is vitally important for this team to to get back to the playoffs because now we're not talking about making the playoffs. We're talking about making it every year, creating consistency. And for me, a guy like Taylor Horton Tucker isn't that. He's... Not ready to play in the NBA. For my eye, he is not ready to play in the NBA. He could be. He will get there. I think that he can contribute. But it's going to be a long, long road. Whoever drafts him is going to need patience. They're going to need careful instruction. They're going to need to really make sure that he understands what he needs to do and put him in positions where he can grow gradually into what he can become rather than throwing him out there and saying, do it. This is what we think you are. Do it. Because what you think he is right now, as a good defender, it's going to take some time to develop because he's not there yet. The role he played at Iowa State is different than the role he'll play in the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's got such a long way to go. 
And so while he is intriguing because of his length, it's this really supernatural length, and that's enough to get him a look in the NBA, teams will have to assess him more and figure out what more he can provide. And that part is going to be the hardest to do for Taylor Horton Tucker. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Sorry for posting it a little bit later today. We'll be back again tomorrow to recap game six of the NBA Finals. We'll uh, talk about that game and either a draft prospect or talk a little bit about kind of end of season thoughts as the NBA season is, whether we like it or not, drawing to a close. It'll be over by Sunday at the very least. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device and on the Himalaya app. Don't forget to check out Locked On NBA. We're currently doing our mock draft show. All the Locked On NBA podcast hosts took the roles of their teams. We conducted a mock draft, including trades. I know I've teased a trade that I made in that, in that mock draft. Um, and so we're revealing those picks now. Check out Locked On NBA every day leading up to the draft. Uh, for those picks. I'll be back on here to explain my pick and my reasoning for the trade that I made uh, once our episode is revealed. Um, so, you know, well, that'll be, it'll be a few days, but but I'll, I'll, I'll reveal my strategy and, and what I think it says about what the Magic can do uh, on this draft. And I think they, they can do a lot. And like I said, it's important that they get a, a, uh, a player who can contribute in this draft. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.